what it do, what it do, what it do. This is the Wizards Donkeys Podcast on the Sports Pulse Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Brooks. As always, I have with me my guy, Marcel. Marcel, say what's up to the people. What's going on? What's going on? Fire Scott Brooks. Fire Scott Brooks. That's how you still feeling after we gone. We went two and one these past three games. Sure am. <laughs> I sure am. I mean, I need more. I need more of this energy, man. What's what's going on in your mind? I mean, I'm not satisfied, man. Um, we still getting up way too many points. The, the rotations are are suspect, and we have uh, players like Mo Wagner who who will coming for you, ready to go when you call his number after not playing four, five, six games. Uh, output. And then gets a DMP CD the next game. Uh, doesn't make sense. Uh, when you have glaring issues at your starting center position, um, I'm all for putting Robin Lopez on the bench and running with uh, Alex Lannon and Mo Wagner to uh, for, the, for the first two coming in to, to play the five. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I guess this is one of those things where – Got that money. They got you. Got that seven million dollar contract this year, wrapped up for your starting center and Robin Lopez. So I guess he has to hit the floor. It's it's, it's Yamahimi all over again. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, well, first of all, the more things change, the more they say the same. You know, we may have won two games out of the last three, but like like my man Arcella said, man, we still continue to deal with rotation struggles. Davi Spartans continues to be a liability on the floor despite having a huge contract, just like he said. So hold out going on, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different view. I am happy to see these wins. They weren't perfect. Um, I wish we could have, you know, put away Miami much sooner than we did, and it, should, it shouldn't have taken, uh, you know, a last defensive stop to win that game. They were up for a while going in in the fourth quarter. Out of, you know, it just it just happens sometimes, man. It's just so Wizards win. Uh, Miami Heat, they're dealing with their own struggles right now with Jimmy Butler and just everybody on that team. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm happy for the win. I feel you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the win, man. But, you know, I think we all we all know what happened with this team. And, and coach is not – the current head coach is not one that's going to uh, – advance us in any type of way i think that's clear so every time we get a win uh it's just uh him staying around longer so it's like you know it's like six in one hand half a dozen in another you're happy to see that win but um you know we know what needs to happen um still early enough in the season where if they made a change uh uh you know and let someone else like robert pack or somebody take over the team and you know if he is the right person to uh, be that interim coach. Uh, this it's still early enough in the season to uh, to make a serious run, uh, especially seeing how the East is kind of shaping up right now. But you know, Ted, Ted wants to make make sure until he's absolutely sure, and you know, before he makes any moves, um, he really is one of the worst owners in 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 basketball. Yeah, are you still are you uh, are you uh, blocked from his Facebook page, or do you know what's going on with that yet? No, he actually didn't block me. Uh, thank goodness. But uh, when I found out <laughs> that I wasn't blocked, uh, I took that as an opportunity to say something else. Um, so we'll we'll see. 
Um, we'll see if that sticks <laughs> and how long that sticks for. I, I love to see it, man. The fans need access to these owner pages because these owners, man, I, I agree with you, Ted Leonsis. And you said it a couple weeks ago. Ted Leonsis is not as focused on the Wizards as he is with, let's say, the Nat or not the Nationals, excuse me, the Capitals or, yeah. uh, you know, maybe the, even the eSports page. The eSports Wizards team just won a championship. Um, you know, the Mystics, you could even say. It's, 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 uh, it's a little disappointing to see, man, because he's been the owner for a little while, ever since A. Poland died. Uh, I mean, there's really no reason why there isn't a better culture around the franchise, but it always starts at the top, and it seems like it's just an issue with Washington sports in general. But that's a whole different other podcast. If you want to hear about Washington stuff, listen. They the sports world does have a, 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 a Washington Washington Redskins or Washington football team podcast. We'll so go listen to that. But anyway, um, I just want to ask you about this, Marcel. After we get the Wizards win, you and I texted just about how great it was to see that. Just about you know the developments going on with there. Um, Russell Westbrook finally looking like his usual self. And then he comes back in the Trailblazers game. He has another triple-double. He looks still pretty explosive. What were your takeaways from those two games right there? Um, man, that next game was probably uh, – that fourth quarter, man, that was probably one of the best finishes I've ever seen uh, um, in a Wizards game. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mirror that with uh, – was it 20 – whatever year that was. When uh, John hit that uh, that three against Boston, uh, mm-hmm. seven in the playoffs. Um, obviously, it was a lot more weight on that game than just some regular season game. But man, just how that game finished, man, I was hyped. I was so hyped, man. Uh, I went from going to uh, going from uh, here comes another loss to like, oh wait, hold on, what, what, what's, what's going on? And then uh, it's just crazy, man. Like probably. You know, Russ hitting that three. Uh, I, I can't. I, I'm speechless, man. It's like it, it was. What a win! What a win! Um, I, I was high. I was high off that game, and then when we played Portland, like Portland is as as battered as they are with injury, man. Um, I honestly thought that that could have been a game that we could have taken advantage of. Um, but one thing that one thing I was scared of is like you know the first half, Dame. Dane wasn't really looking for a shot too much, or he wasn't he wasn't being aggressive. I knew that was change. Uh, sure enough, Dame uh, time showed up, uh, put the game away. But uh, we didn't really. I didn't like that game at all. I didn't like the effort. Um, I didn't like. I didn't like the rotations. I mean, that rotation thing that uh, is a problem. Game in game out. Um, it was like we we went from looking like a really good team. Facing Nets team that is obviously better than us, uh, even even though they didn't have Harden, but obviously they're better. But the sheer effort that we had to play with, and and the heart that we had to play with to pull that game out, um, was completely contrasting to what they put out on the court against the Blazers. So it's just it's just mind boggling. But you know what? It is, man. It's, it's hashtag so Wizards. I, I I agree, man, and. Um... It almost felt like a trap game at that point. And it feels weird even saying that the Wizards would have a trap game. But, you know, you, you pour your heart out into getting a win against the Nets. 
you know, Scott Brooks is over here celebrating the win with the white claw. I mean, that was definitely one of the best lines of the night. But it's it's just crazy, man, because you end up putting so much effort into that into that one single game. It's almost like you don't have enough going into the next game almost two days later. And it's weird to even say that because, again, you had 48 hours to really recuperate, really um, center yourself again. And then you basically lay an egg. I mean, they were able to make it a game. They're making they're able to make it interesting in the fourth quarter, cut uh, into the single digits a couple times, and then you have you end up missing five straight shots. You know, you you can you don't even get anything until Garrison Matthews hits a three at the end. You know, and this it's basically just like you said, man. It's Dame time. You know, he hits that hits that wrist after that dunk after that three. Gary Trent was a monster down the stretch. It was tough to see, man, and I was just like you for the next game. I was laying down on the couch. I was like, oh, man, we're going to lose another game. This sucks. Bradley Bill pulls up from the, from the from the three-point line, like right above the key. All right, bet. We'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know why Joe Harris threw that pass as lazily as he did, but I'm glad he did because that gave us the win. I was, I was prepared to just like, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Those mm-hmm. were the exact same thoughts, man. Let's go. I was really happy. You know, I wanted to see the good times continue to roll. But, of course, you know, we can't continue to, uh, once again, like like uh, Scott Brooks said, we can't continue to shoot ourselves in the foot, go down 20 points, because that takes a whole lot out of you just to get back into the uh, into the groove of things and get back into the game. You know, we may be a team, the Wizards may be a team that can uh, play from behind and be comeback kids, but you don't want to rely on that every single time because that's going to wear you down eventually. For sure, man. Um, man, let's talk about, um, I mean, this has to do with coaching, but, man, Davis has, I mean, he had a he had a decent game last night, man, but that Portland game, dude, Davis Bertans, man, oh, my gosh. And I'm not even talking about him going, like, one for a million from three, but uh, – just him defensively, and even Drew Gooden was calling it out like during the game. Like, watch, watch Davis. Like, you know, oh, he's too far away from Rodney Hood, or, or why is he doubling? Why is he helping? Blah 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 blah. Uh, and they were literally calling plays to get the ball in the hands of whoever Davis was checking because because he, he was just playing soft, man. I thought he was out there for way too many minutes. Wait. I'm looking at it right now. He played 30, 30 minutes. He only scored six points. Yeah. He got one rebound. Are you one of the people that's, that's saying sit him down and until he learns to play defense and learns how to get back into the rhythm? Or do you have nah, to? Nah, because I think his games come and go. Um, so it's not that he's like, he's definitely out of rhythm. I don't know if I would say he's out of shape. Uh, I don't know. I would need for him to tell me that. But he's definitely out of rhythm. So he'll have one good game where he, you know, he'll hit four or five threes and then he'll he'll and then he'll turn around and have a performance like against Portland. Um that just means to me that his minutes need to be managed based on how he's playing that night. Um and I get it with with the Portland game, like you say he had six points. Three of those points I believe came in the fourth quarter with three. Um so you want to tell me this dude like half of his points came in the fourth quarter after paying, playing 30 minutes the whole game. Um, that's ridiculous. Um, and it's not even just the offensive end. Like, if you have a bad shooting night, like, we pay you to shoot. I get it. I mean, you're not Steph Curry. You're going to have nights where, 
the stats, your your offensive line doesn't look so great. But that doesn't mean that you need to have uh, a bad defensive outing, outing on top of that. Like, you can't just – you cannot just have a all-around bad game like that. Like, like pick a side, man. Put your energy into one or the other. Um, he's definitely not a two-way player. Um, so I get where his defensive liabilities, you know, are. But, I mean, that just goes back to coaching. Like, he should have been benched. I would have rather seen Bonga come in, um, honestly, or, or somebody. Like, you know, Brooks dug into his bench last night and brought Troy Brown, Troy Brown back from the dead. Um, and he looked decent. Um, he should have did something like that the other night, man. I, it's like it's almost like he's brand new to this team, uh, Scott Brooks. It's almost like this is his first year coaching, and he doesn't know his personnel. It, he's had all these people, most of these people, for the last three or four years. Hashtag so Wizards, man. And, you know, I'm just looking at his stats right now, looking at this NBC Sports article. Um, he's only shooting 30, he's shooting 31.9% from, from deep, 15 games in. Last year, he was shooting 42%. Um, it's just, it's a weird reversal there. It's almost like, and they're not in the same value as, as being players, but you know, you see every other year, Danny Green or like someone like a, a JJ Redick, they shoot really well in the regular season and, and going into the playoffs, they, they kind of tail off the next year. They're terrible. Danny Green right now, he's looking incredible playing for the 76ers. I mean, it's, it's shooting is such a weird thing to me, man. Cause like you said, you need to have rhythm. And Davis Bertans, he says here, uh, somehow the conditions feel the conditioning feels good. Those four days I had before the first game coming back, I got a lot of work in. Coming off back to back games, I didn't really feel tired on the court. So in that sense, everything's good. And he says that after scoring, I believe it was 11 points last night. So yeah, it is a rhythm thing. But at the same time, man, you you got to be shot ready. You got to be uh, you got to be confident. This guy, once again, he shot 42% from, the, from from three last year, and he's shooting 32% now. And there's nothing really different other than the fact that he's just getting more attention, you know? But he's, shooters got to shoot. Shooters got shooters to make shots. And it's just inexcusable to be playing 30 minutes, 32 minutes, and only contribute that much. Like, he was the second leading scorer after Bradley Bill, and now it's almost like he's non-existent with his shooting. Yeah, I mean, and that's it. Um, he should have, he should have, uh, I mean, I can't blame him for whatever his reasons were, but he should have went to the team, with the team to Orlando. Um, and he should have, I've never had a visa issue, so I, I, I really don't know, but I feel like you would know if something's up with your visa ahead of time. Like, you know when you need to come back to the States or whatever and you need to have your stuff together. Um, I don't know what the story is on that or him coming back late to camp, but that that was that just kind of hit me over the head. But he obviously needs as much time with the team to get to stay in rhythm, to get in rhythm and to stay in rhythm as possible. Being a, a shooter that he is, um, rhythm is everything. Um, he also needs to work on his shot selection, man. I, I get it that he can hit from anywhere on the court, but dude just takes some horrible looking shots sometimes, man. Um, and, but that's coaching. Yeah, and you don't even need to take all threes all the time either. You can literally, I mean, there was a couple of times he went to the rim for, for layups and all that. You can sprinkle that in too. You don't have to be just a one-dimensional guy, especially if you add nothing on defense. 
he, he, literally cannot, he literally cannot do anything else <laughs> other than shoot threes. I, I, I cringe when he puts the ball on the floor, man. And I yeah, get it. He's like calling everybody else. So, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's either shooting a three or he's trying to get to the rim. Um, and obviously he, he'll prefer one or the, over the other, but he, he literally, he can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was against the Trailblazers. He literally took the ball up court off a rebound. And I was just like, what are you doing? Give the ball up. And he nearly threw the ball away trying to pass it to Bradley Bill. Like, and I think that was down the stretch, too. That was a really scary possession there. Yeah, he shouldn't be dribbling the ball. But at the same time, you're a pro, and you got to yeah. add something else to your game, too. I mean, literally doing a, a pull-up, you know, one dribble pull-up off like a pump fake or, like I said, hitting a floater, hitting a layup, that adds something else to your game. You can't just be a shooter. You can be. I mean, that's your role. But, you know, make yourself a little bit harder to guard. Even J.J. Redick can hit a floater or a layup. Even Danny Green can do that, so... Davis Bertans at six seven six eight can definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, I, you would think so. Uh, we just haven't really seen it. I mean, he he's he just looks like a one dimensional uh, type of player. Um, you know, if his thing is shooting threes and that's it, all right, that's cool. That's what we brought you on for. But then, like, he's not even good at that right now. <laughs> he's shooting thirty percent. So it's like what? Why is he out there? <laughs> I would much rather, I would much rather uh, bring somebody else in and just let Garrison Matthews take his. Uh, Garrison is another one, just likes to jack up threes. But um, I like his, I like his game a lot better than Davis's because he's, yeah, he has a lot more skill in other areas. Um, he's a lot more valuable out there. But if we need somebody to just come in and shoot threes, man, let Garrison come in. Let, let you know, let him do that. Bring somebody else in for for height and defense, because um, you're not getting that job. I don't even know why he's out there. Yeah, I agree. And you you actually you brought something up, brought an interesting thing up um, about Troy Brown Jr. and him coming back from the dead. It almost seems like coaching and management are at a different level right now because they they signed Troy Brown Jr. to an extension, and then he's hardly able to get on the court. Meanwhile, you got a second year. You got a I think Garrison Matthews is in the second year. You have him playing more minutes. I mean, he adds a lot defensively, and he adds something as a shooter. But then you can't, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a so Wizards thing to get the guy on an extension, and then he hardly gets to play anymore. I don't know if it's because he's just in the doghouse, if he doesn't add enough to the team. But it's weird, man, because, yeah, Troy Brown Jr. plays inconsistently sometimes, but we've had a lot of hope for him. You know, being like a swing man, being able to be like an Evan Turner at best, and he just can't get on the floor. And it's just a weird situation to me. I definitely think Troy Brown is somebody who could um, who could really use more time on the court to uh, continue developing. Um, Scott Brooks is not uh, he's at least in the in, in, on the Wizards sideline. He has not been known for developing players, although I will say that. Thomas Bryant has developed pretty nicely. Um, but Troy Brown has been somebody who's been getting sporadic minutes and like he'll quickly like he has he has off nights. He has plenty of them, don't get me wrong. But then, you know, he gets in that doghouse and he won't see the court for three, four, five games um for coach's decision. Um, but that that doesn't help a young player's mindset, um, you know, development, stuff like that. Um, and he's still in his early twenties. He definitely needs that court time, 
Um, you know, if we were a better team, then he could he could definitely like flourish in some garbage time. But we're never in garbage time unless we're losing. Um, so, you know, it's a it's a it's a funny situation, I guess. But I mean, I would take one of your lines. You said, you know, a few minutes ago, like you're a professional. Um, but he showed that he showed that last night when he came in, he got the call and, you know, he played really well. Um, just yes, continue. Hopefully, this won't play out. He won't, you know, be on the back out of nowhere again. Um, facts, yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of Thomas Bryant, ended up having his ACL surgery on Tuesday. Scott Brooks said it was a successful surgery, hoping for the best for him. Man, it really sucked to see him go down. Um, you know, and we spoke about this before, but I'm going to say it again. It sucked to see him go down. I thought at the time he was playing like our second best player. Could have been an MIP um, candidate. I don't think he would have gotten it, but he would have been a candidate there. It was just really ex- exciting to see him grow like he was. Next year he's going into a contract year. It's big time for him. You know, usually you don't uh, fully recover from an ACL surgery until like, what, two or three years afterwards. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be a different player. And it, it feels weird saying that about a 23-year-old. But it's definitely going to be a, a different situation for him coming back in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if we make a move at trade deadline. I mean, we know the Andre Drummond situation. Uh, I know we're not going to be the only team looking at him. Uh, I hope we are. I mean, I some reports, but, um, you know, going out there and finding a starting caliber uh, center, uh, which we don't have right now. Um, but, I mean, I'd be happy to bring him in off the bench. Um, uh, I mean, Thomas Bryant, bring him in, in you know, behind uh, Andre Drummond. Um, they definitely offer different skill sets, uh, which I think is good. Um, but, you know, we, I think that, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Cleveland's looking to get rid of him because they, they're log jammed at uh, a center right now, especially, you know, Jared Allen. And I think Kevin Love is – Kevin Love is power for it, but he's a he's a small center. That's a, yeah. So coming back from injury, I think. They got Drummond. They got Jared Allen. And they got uh, JaVale McGee over there too. I don't yeah. think we need JaVale McGee back in the Witches uniform. No, That's I'm a good whole lot that. of centers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm good on JaVale. I've, I've gotten my fill of JaVale, but – um, Andre Drummond would be nice, although he's, you know, his contract's expiring, I think. Um, and I think he's like making what, like 25 million right now. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, man. What do you, what do you think about this news about, um, them, the weird news that they're still trying to get Masai Ujiri? Honestly, I like Masai. Uh, just the fact that he was able to, you know, get that trade in. And the surprising level, like with the DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard trade, I think that was great. I think it changes a whole team up. But again, it starts from the top. So yeah. we can, we can, we can uh, get Masai. But if Ted Leonsis isn't giving him the power to go after whoever he wants to get go after, it means nothing. You know, we need to change the culture. We need to have people that know how to run a team better. I'm not saying, I'm sorry, I'm not saying that uh, Tommy Shepard can't. You know, the guy is almost kind of like a Ernie Grunfield where he's just trying to, you know, he's, he's kind of just like hamstrung, not able to do a whole lot of what he wants to do. Maybe uh, he's focusing on, this, on these overseas players, 
I don't think I don't, I'm not gonna disparage overseas players, but you know, there were just as many good local or not local, but you know, domestic products there that we could have gotten. Uh, this is a weird situation. I'm a fan of Masai. I think he would be great here. I'm not gonna give up on Time and Shipper just yet, though. I agree, man. The first thing Masai is gonna come in here and do is, is trade Bradley Bill. That's the first thing he's gonna do. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's gonna reset. He's gonna hit that reset button. Um, he's gonna get a whole bunch of picks, um, and then we're just gonna be in for uh, a five-year rebuild, um, which you know. That's scary. Yeah, I listen, man. I like Masai too. I mean, he got Toronto a championship, but damn, I'm sure there's still some Canadians that are real sour about Demar Derozan not being, uh, you know, like you know, you got us a ring, but you know, at what cost? I mean. It's like, you know, at some point, loyalty has to mean more than just winning. I mean, I, that sounds strange. I mean, you're you're playing this game to win, but as loyal as somebody like Bradley Bill has been to your organization, man, like, that's going to be the first thing he does, man, is come in here and be like, you know, Bradley has so much value. We we need to hit this reset button and fully get up out of this Ernie Grunfeld shadow. Um, I brought Masai up, man, because, like, and I called it weird news because, I mean, I was assuming that Tommy Shepard was our general manager. I, I, is he the interim general manager? I, I'm not really sure how that's looking, but uh, just really strange that they're still trying to get this man after they failed to get him last year or two years ago. I believe it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, and trying to offer him like ownership stake or whatever it is. Um, it's, Man, if if that happens, man, um, and and they got the money to to get him, um, that happens is you know, be on the lookout for a completely different looking Wizards team. Yeah, I agree, man. And sometimes aggress isn't always greener on the other side. So, as great as it would be to have a championship caliber executive in the office, again, he most likely would trade Bradley Bill. I don't know what he would do with Russ. But he finds some type of way to move him, if not that next year, then the year after that. Uh, I mean, yeah, that just makes me cringe to think that he would get rid of Bradley Bill that quickly. Um, but at the same time, too, he didn't get rid of DeMar DeRozan until after a year, like after they got uh, swept in the, in the conference finals, I think it was. So we, at least he gave him a chance. Um, and yeah. I feel like he would give at least a season to Bradley Bill, too. And then maybe move them if they don't make the playoffs or something like that. So it, well, it'd be an is, interesting thing. My thing is that he did he make that move once he found out that Kawhi was available though. I feel like that was a year long, year long rumor that he was on his way out anyway. So, but, but yeah, San Antonio for the longest was saying that that he's not on the trading block. Like we're gonna work this out. So I mean I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think Kawhi. He just forced his way out. That's yeah. a different conversation, though. But, you know, yeah, that was just a weird saga. And they probably would play out the same over here, too. I don't think Bradley Bill would be as upset about being traded as DeMar DeRozan was because Toronto had built a winner over there. And he was yeah. very, he had, he, you know, he had his best friend over there in Kyle Lowry. Bradley Bill's, I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, if we subscribe to them having the beef, but I don't know if they were best friends either. You know, but the guy that Bradley Bill was presumably closest with got traded to for weird circumstances. So, you know, it's it's, it's all it's an all around weird situation to even think that my side will come here. 
Yeah. Regarding regarding the John the John and Brad beef, man, um, I found it really strange that uh, in one of Wall's quotes, he felt like, uh, and of course he didn't name names, but he felt like there was some player that had some pull, uh, you know, to to get that trade done, um, to get him out of there and get him going to Houston. Um, and who 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 else would that be other than Brad Bill? Um, yeah, I think. Their relationship is is strange. It, it's very strange. I I I firmly believe where there's smoke, there's fire, um, and I think that maybe they have like a strong mutual respect for each other. But I I really don't know if they like generally like each other, um, and that that's just what I believe. Um, yeah, that that all could be true, man. Um, I don't know. I, I I hate to to pit those the two of them against each other. Just because they already went through that so much, I mean, them being able to dab up right before tip off was cool. I don't know if that means anything. You know, it, you could dab up anybody and still have a frenemy relationship with them. So yeah. you never know. But yeah, I, I I agree. It might not have been as bad as people thought it was, but it probably wouldn't have been as good as people hoped it would be too. So you know, that's definitely something to, to figure out. Maybe maybe we can get a. Uh, more clarification from them someday, but I doubt we're going to get it right now, uh, especially after this trade is so raw. But uh, before I let you go, Marcel, man, you got one more game against the Heat tomorrow, Friday. We got Hornets, and then we got the Bulls, uh, then we got a day off. Uh, what are you expecting for these next three games? Um, I don't think we're going to meet beat Miami twice. Um, I don't think we're going to beat Miami twice. The Hornets game, I feel like it's kind of up in the air because they're still trying to figure out who they are, but they're, they're, they're like, they're an exciting team. Yeah. LaMelo Ball is great. He's great to watch already. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Uh, I didn't think he was NBA ready, but man, was I wrong? Um, uh, the Bulls, man, you know, the Bulls, like, just like Orlando, like, they just always have our number for whatever reason. Um, so, as always, man, I'm going to just go into this with with little to no optimism <laughs> on these next couple <laughs> games and just hope that I'm wrong. Uh, but I'm going to just say, you know, just based off of past experience, it's it's not it's not looking too good. Um, you know, it, it, we definitely we coming off a win. It felt great and everything, but there's just so many more. There's so many question marks still. Um <sighs> And I'm just, you know, just kind of waiting and seeing, I guess. Yeah, same. Definitely got to wait and see. Uh, I don't think we're going to beat the the Heat twice either. But I feel like the Hornets game is definitely a toss-up. I feel like the Bulls game, I feel like the Witches could come in there a little more inspired. I mean, it's coming on the back end of a of a uh, back-to-back. So Russell Westbrook might not even play that game. So then it's going to be up to Bradley Bill to really deliver that. You know, it's going to be a Bradley Bill versus Zach Levine thing. Last time they played, I think Kobe White had like 20, 20 and 8, 20 and 9. So you got to yeah. watch out for that matchup right there, whoever ends up being the starting point guard. But that should be a fun game too. Um, probably come down to the fourth quarter again and there needs to be a comeback. But I'm definitely looking forward to that game. I wish I wish there were fans allowed to be in the building. I, I wish there were allowing fans to be in the building because I feel like the Witches Bulls games would be a pretty lively event. But uh yeah, I'm 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 holding out optimism. Um I'm gonna be just pessimistic about it. Uh just cause, you know, it's it's so wizards. 
right now to be once again beating the Nets. Throw a throw a. I mean that was just a, a pretty bad game to watch against the Blazers. Get a big stop against the Heat, so you know, just reserving judgment. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. We'll see what happens. That's all we can do. Yeah. Sit back and watch. That is the theme of today's Wizards Junkies podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, uh, especially if you got to the end. Uh, you know, we'll see you soon next Thursday, next Friday, actually. And uh, we are out. Bang! <laughs>